Just Curious. Welcome to Just Curious Media. This is Let's Talk Cobra Kai. I'm Jason Connell. And I'm Sal Rodriguez. All right, Sal, we are back for another episode, episode nine. Can you believe it? What my friend Jim likes to call the penultimate, right? The penultimate <laughs> yeah. of the season. And a very action-packed episode with uh, oh just like gosh. full of montages, right? It's unbelievable. It's Montage City. Season four, episode nine, Sal. This is the beginning of the end. But tonight, we are discussing something that we don't get very often in the Cobra Kai Karate Kid universe, and that is one. What? All Valley. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We just don't get him enough, Sal. No. And this one, they took this one to the next, next level. I oh. mean, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, and I want to give props to Daryl, the announcer. He's <laughs> He does a fantastic job. <laughs> he does. There's so much to unpack here. But before we do, Sal, a word from our sponsor. Yes. Support for Let's Talk Cobra Kai is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming and offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, and with this exclusive offer, you'll get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code COBRAKAI at manscaped.com. Very good. All right, before we jump in and get into the All Valley, which you and I have been waiting for, the fans, forever, oh, yeah. seems like. Quick thing, because recently on our last episode, especially on the YouTube live version, that is, which yeah. is the unedited version. Yes. But we were discussing something and you threw me something in the moment. And it was like, yeah, we both sat there and we were both stooped. <laughs> and that was, was Louie, cousin Louie, a LaRusso. Oh. And we both knew the answer to that. I know we did. But at the same time, when you're in the middle of the weeds, it was like, wait, what? Because on IMDb, it absolutely states he is Louis LaRusso. Oh. First episode he was in, okay. Ace Degenerate he was in. So we already knew this, but yes. that first episode aired many years ago, Sal. Yeah. <laughs> many yeah. years ago. And all that popped in my head was, well, LaRusso's mother was with his father and the Karate Kid 3, so that'd make them brother-sister. So that's maybe not, you know, then I'm thinking, does he have the LaRusso name? And I just, in a moment, I spun out of control and just didn't believe my own facts. So I had to do a deep dive on this just to lay some things out here. And also, not a deep dive to learn, but just to share with you and our audience a few I really, things I've I come wish up that with. Brett Ernst could hear this episode because I met oh, him yeah. once on a previous podcast a, a few years ago. Very nice guy. Right. He was a guest. I really hope he, he listens to this because he's getting a special treat. Special deep dive, treat. Deep dive into Louis LaRusso. Because he's a comedian. Yeah, he's a Correct. stand-up comic, yes. Yeah, he's actually responded to our social media before, so oh, wow. he might be a fan. He nice. might be a fan. Nice. And just to be clear, and this is crazy to admit this, because I do a show with you called Let's Talk Cobra Kai. I have not gone back and watched Cobra Kai season one, two, or three since we did notes. So I've never gone back and revisited like oh, later. Okay. Okay. So that first episode, Ace Degenerate, to me is like, yeah, that was several years ago. Ooh. And so what I'm going to be doing in the off season yes. is go back because I think there's more things we can do special episodes on. Wow. But here we go. I'm going to jump in now so we can get to it. As I said, Louie, Louie Jr., Daniel's cousin and employee at LaRusso Auto is indeed a LaRusso, as we learn in season one, as I just said. Now, in The Karate Kid, the original, Daniel mentions he has an Uncle Louie from Parsippany, New Jersey. 
And he told that to the lady with the dog at the South Seas mm. apartments. Wow. And then she's like, oh, is it Louis Vertini? And Daniel says, no, it's Louis LaRusso. So then Daniel's mother, when he goes inside, played by- Randy Heller. Randy Heller, incredible. She mentions the lady reminds her of Aunt Tessie. And Daniel says, ah, she reminds him of Uncle Louie. So that's kind of funny. Mm. So now there's this Aunt Tessie, which we don't really know. Now, the old lady, you may recognize her in other things. In The Karate Kid, she was Lady with the Dog. In The Karate Kid Part 3, she had a different credit. It was Miss Milo, because she had a few speaking lines when Daniel and remember Mr. Miyagi come back from Okinawa in the taxi, oh, and she comes yeah, out. yeah, yeah, yeah. She she's griping at Mr. Miyagi. So that's her name, Mrs. Milo, Miss Milo. Yes. Played by Frances Bay, rest in peace. She was in Happy Gilmore in 1996, and she played the grandmother in that. And she was also in Seinfeld, and she played Mabel Choate in many episodes, among other things. So there's some backstory on how we learned Louis LaRusso and Aunt Tessie. Mm. And then The Credit Kid Part 3, Lucille LaRusso was caring for Uncle Louis yes. LaRusso, who was 70 and had emphysema, yes. if you remember. I remember. And he was just coughing. And in today's coughing day and age, you're, the bell. you're very aware of someone's coughing without covering their mouth. And he was not covering his mouth. Yes, he wasn't. <laughs> and then Louis Jr. LaRusso played by? Brett Ernst. And Vanessa LaRusso played by? Oh, I know she's a, a Macchio. Julia Macchio. Julia exactly. Macchio, there we go. They may have been too young or not born yet, so mm. they weren't in that scene because Lucille is caring for mm-hmm. Uncle Louie. Now, yes. we don't know where Tessie is, if she's alive or not. We do not know if that's his wife, but Uncle Louis LaRusso was played by Joseph V. Perry, rest in peace. He was on Everyone Loves Raymond. He played Nemo. He also was in Seinfeld, one episode as a mm. newspaper owner. A newsstand owner. And then he was in the movie Vibes, 1988, as Dave. And I believe you were on the set of Vibes. I was on the set of Vibes. My mother and I were on the set of Vibes and met- Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, Goldblum. Well, yes, some people just call him Goldblum, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's news to me. Some people do that. And Cindy Lauper. Yeah. Cindy Lauper. They were both fantastic, and we have pictures to this day. Well, that was bringing it back around to us. (laughs) So you may have run into Joseph V. Perry that day. Playing Dave and Vibes. Who knows? It's possible. I mean, I was there on the set. Yeah, it is entirely possible. Well, he is Uncle Louie, and now we know. Full circle. There you go. I had to do that. No, that was a wonderful deep dive into the LaRusso lineage. I would like to cut us some slack, though, Jason, because I think it would be possible, really easy for one to think maybe he wasn't a LaRusso because of the whole marriage thing. And Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. When they made the movie, the third one, and they're like, well, let's put Lucille. She's tied up. She's caring for Uncle Louie. But they did already establish in the first one that it's Louis LaRusso. Yeah. But then, yeah, they're putting, I guess that's his sister-in-law, right? And she's caring for him. There's no Aunt Tessie. There's no kids. But that's okay. It's just like, that's how I got confused looking back years later. Like, wait a second. Wait a but, second, though. I, we don't need to go on another deep dive if this opens up another can of worms. But uh-oh. does that mean Uncle Louie is Daniel's father's brother? That's what I would assume. Yeah. Wow. Right. Okay. Very interesting. Because he's got the LaRusso name yes, yes, as yes. Daniel spells out. And that's why that fact eluded me when, in that moment last episode. I was yes, like, well, yes. I know that she was caring for him. But yep. anyway, Lucille's terrific. She'll do whatever it takes for the family. Yeah. So, and both you and I agreed that we'd like to see more of her, yes. a little less of the expansion with, yeah, a little <laughs> yeah. less tension with her and Amanda would be really great. Absolutely. Okay. So now let's jump into our wonderful episode here. All episode of Cobra Kai brought to you by Netflix. 
every episode in the season dropped on December 31st, 2021. This is season four, episode nine, The Fall. And the ratings sound 9.0 on IMDb. Season Whoa. high. Whoa. That's a season high. Season high thus far. Wow. Yes. Okay. I'm just saying, Jason, I think they're giving themselves some wiggle room here. I think that we're going to see maybe a 9.2, 9.3. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we will. They being the fans, though, Sal. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Choose- I mean, the okay. fans who vote, who create these scores, right? Room to grow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to see more. The synopsis for this episode is the annual All-Valley Karate Tournament kicks off as several competing dojos vie for the grand championship and settle some personal scores. Woo. All right, man. I am ready because this entire episode happens at one location. It is. You're right, huh? I was thinking that. When are we going to leave this place? We didn't. We stayed there the whole time. Wow. Outside of flashbacks. Outside of flashbacks. We really yeah. don't leave. We were there the whole time, which I think is a first, right? Yeah, I believe so. Wow. Very interesting. That I can remember. Don't hold me to that. See, something happened in season one, episode two. No, I don't know. I cut myself too much slack because you know what? You say you haven't revisited season one or two in a while. I did. Or three. Re- okay. I did revisit season one and two about a year ago, I think. And still forgot. And still forgot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I feel better. All right. So we open at the 51st annual All Valley Under 18 Karate Tournament. On the blue mats with Daryl, who's really kind of a Michael Buffer yeah, yeah. in this scene. And he starts off, and why don't you take this out? Why don't you take this opening thing that Daryl says? I think it's fitting. Yeah, he does a really great job. And I say that not great only as a job. fan of the show, but as someone who has done MC work, hosting work. Yes, you have. Crowd work. Yeah. Daryl, Keith Arthur Bolden, mm-hmm. he does a fantastic job. And he's not officially an MC. He's officially an actor. Right. He's officially an actor playing a board member playing an MC. And you know what? He's great at he it. He does a fantastic job. And he's really excited about these blue mats. He goes he's to bat for them. He always has been. He's all about them. And he says, as he introduces the dojos, he took the All Valley by storm in 1984 and 85 and quickly became one of the greatest underdogs in the history of the sport. Last year, this dojo came out of nowhere and made it to the finals. They've got some new fighters and they're ready to show the world that they're the best around. Ooh, nice. I love best that. around, best around. Joe Esposito. Yep. And he says, led by two-time All-Valley champion, Daniel LaRusso. Uh, we see Miyagi-Do, and they have white geese with black belts on. So everyone's been upgraded. Everyone's a black belt now. Yes. And looking sharp. Yes, looking yes. Sharp. I mean, are we supposed to notice or not notice that? Or is it, think that's weird or not? Cobra Kai, Karate Kid seem to have – well, not Karate Kid. I take that back. Cobra Kai seems to have two belts, white and black. Where the Karate Kid, you go in the dojo and there'd be a green belt, a brown belt. But that's what it is. You're either white, you're beginner, or you're black and everyone was demoted. Yeah. But now they're back to black. That's right. And how about these entrances? They got smoke. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's theatrical. Yeah, this is – I'm telling you, this is a new high, a new bar for All Valley. I'll keep going. Because Daryl's on a roll. Hailing from Reseda, defending champions and still the most badass name for a dojo, Cobra Kai. Yes, indeed. Now, they have the black geese and the cutoff geese, right? Even Tori, they all have the cutoff geese, black belts. So they've also been upgraded back to their normal belts. I notice even newbies like Piper are black belt, but you know what? I'm not here to squash that. It's just unrealistic. It takes several years to obtain that, but it is what it is. Now, Sal, I also have to ask, no mention of historical titles are senseis from Cobra Kai. And let us just go back for a second to season three, episode five, Miyagi-Do and the Valley News. 
Headline reads, Celebrated War Veteran Leads Dojo to Fourth All-Valley Win. You think Daryl would have brought something up from the past. Kreese has won this thing four times. Yeah, and you think he would have said something about Johnny Lawrence, right? Champ in 82-83? In, uh, He's coming up next, but yes, I'm just saying. Okay, well, as that far just as under the Cobra off. Kai banner, it's like, yeah, come on. Yeah. But they were actually lucky to be in it, so maybe there's just like, yeah, don't don't celebrate them. We, we kicked those guys out in Karate Kid Part 3 and Mike Barnes. So anyway. All right, so Daryl continues. Yeah, he goes on. This dojo is making their all-Valley debut, led by Sensei Johnny Lawrence and defending champion Miguel Diaz. So he gives Miguel the props. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And and Johnny's a sensei. Yes. And that's, of course, Eagle Fang. And yep. Sal, they look amazing in their red geese. Yeah, they've come a long way since their first t-shirt. A long way. And they have black and red belts, mm. kind of a stripe. And it like looks it. really sharp. I like it. But again, Johnny's a bit disrespected here, Sal, because what is he? Yeah, he is a, was a two-time champion of All Valley, 82-83. Mm-hmm. And exactly. Daryl makes no mention of that whatsoever. And, and yet Nothing. gives props. Wait a second. Hello, Daniel's on the board. Daniel's know, on the board. Johnny's not on the board. Now, this wrong is righted later on in this season. That's all I'm going to okay, say. Okay. But right here, right now, I was like, mm. yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. So the teams get a pep talk. And there's other dojos, of course. There's a lot of dojos. And basically, they spell out the fact that if we don't win, dojos are closing. Yeah. And Johnny and Miguel have a bit of a dejected discussion. Johnny's like, because he's looking at Miguel and he's just not amped up, you know? He does not look like he's about to fight in a tournament. Exactly. You're not just doing something else, but playing tennis or you're in a fight and doing obviously skills competition. So you got to be in focus in your A game. But Johnny says, you still haven't gotten over that little spat with your girlfriend. I can totally relate. My junior prom was an absolute shit show. So I'd pay money to see a flashback of Johnny's junior prom. (laughs) Well, wait a second. I wonder if he was with Allie at the junior prom. You think so? I think they did it for a while. But yeah, yeah this, the door is open here to see something yeah, at some yeah, point yeah. in time. Let's see some lost He's footage. trying to relate, but he can't get through to Miguel because, well, we know what's wrong with Miguel. Yeah. He's still carrying that moment with Johnny, and mm. he's thinking about his father in Mexico, yeah. and his head is elsewhere, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. He's, he's not there. And then there's that little moment where, I mean, he's not there mentally. Yeah. And then that little moment Johnny tries to relate to him, and Johnny doesn't get it. No, he's completely like, oh, get over this little spat. Well, no, it's not that. No. It has nothing to do with Samantha. No. So then Crease addresses his students, Sal, and what does he have to say? He says, I've had students with all the talent in the world squander their moment. Do not let history repeat itself. And he also says, you don't just get the trophy, you get the glory. And you get to know forever that you are a champion. Sal, who is he talking about? Johnny Lawrence for not three-peating or Mike Barnes for not beating Daniel? Like, who squandered all the talent in the world? I want to know who Chris is is thinking about here. I'm going to think Mike Barnes because obviously Johnny won twice, whereas Mike Barnes didn't even win once. Of course, he tried to kill Johnny after not winning the third one. So, (laughs) I mean, I think he was like, you, I don't know. Maybe that was part of it. Yeah. The the Cobra Kai (laughs) stock dropped after the the loss. Yes, indeed. So now the skills competition begins. The first skills competition that we know of. Yeah. In the 51-year history of mm. All Valley. And it begins with Dimitri – how do you say his last name? Alexopoulos? Oh, that's it. Alexopoulos. It has a rhythm to it. It sounds Is that like Greek. Greek? It's, oh, okay. Yeah. And he does his commas. 
which are cool. And you mentioned that in yep. a previous episode. Devin's board breaking. And we're going to do rapid fire on some of this because this is a long tournament and there's a lot to get to. Right. So Devin's doing board breaking. Chris is doing board and cement breaking. Yeah. Kenny's doing board breaking. Miguel does a kata. Locust Valley student does a kata. And that was Daryl Vidal's dojo, FYI. Yes, yes Locust right. Valley karate. Sal, Dimitri looks great. And I'm loving this competition thus far. These skills things are amazing. Yeah, it's very neat. I think definitely brings a, a realm of theatrics and artistry Yeah, that was not there before. If it's just two people fighting, they're not trying to necessarily look good doing it. You know what I mean? Whereas when you do the forms yeah. and you do the weapons, you are trying to. There is an aesthetic to it. Absolutely. And just with the Olympics just you know happening recently, it just feels like it was right. It's a very Olympic type of thing when they use the mats and they do the acrobatics and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But what does Daryl now say? Because he just keeps him seeing this thing. Daryl says, Clearly, Miyagi-Do and Eagle Fang came to play, but with such a tight spread, it's still anyone's game. So now we see the dojo leaderboard. And Sal, this isn't the old days where they got to move the names up, like like Velcro or something. This is a state-of-the-art screen, not cheap. It's incredible. has logos. They spared no expense. And first place, Miyagi-Do, followed by Eagle Fang, All-Star Karate, Locust Valley Karate, Cobra Kai in fifth, Extreme Martial Arts, Topanga Karate, which is Xander Stone's dojo, by the way, Mm. Rising Star Karate, Crunch Karate, and Moore Park Karate. So there's a lot of dojos in the Valley, Sal. All this talk of who's going to be the premier leader. Well, that's only a three-person bet, handshake thing they got going. All these other dojos could just take over. It's kind of funny. There's a lot. you know. There's five other and probably more. I'm just assuming all these other dojos don't have the killer instinct that these other dojos have. Yeah, but we've had champions come out of Topanga as well as Locust Valley. So, hey, don't sleep on these guys, Sal. Well, unfortunately, it looks like our show is sleeping on them. Not only do we not get any introductions, we don't meet (laughs) any of them. Yeah, exactly. There's no Xander this year. (laughs) All these other dojos, we want more, but really they are extras is what they are. They're like the equivalent of background. Red shirts on Star Trek. Yeah. And if we're red shirt... You're going to die. Definitely even, I don't know, would you even compare them to the Washington Generals with the Harlem Globetrotters? You know, they're <laughs> not even. Okay. So the skills competition continues and Sam does her size, which you're right. That was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, Raphael, at oh, the wow. size. Nice. You were right about that. Robbie does a kata. Piper does a kata. Mitch, nickname is Penis Breath. As a staff, which I do, and I like the staff. That's great. Hang on, I was thinking, what if never gets old? What if Daryl would have announced Mitch as penis breath? Next on the bow staff is penis breath. Yeah, that would have been bad. Tori does a sword, which was impressive to see. Yeah. And Kyler, board breaking, more board breaking. And Eli does board breaking. Just to be clear on a couple of things, please. Mitch throws the bow staff at the judges accidentally. It slips out of his hand. Okay. But then Tori is swinging a sword and she's on probation. I mean, they're letting a girl on probation. (laughs) I can't believe she has this samurai looking sword. It's like, whoa, is that even allowed? Yeah, you're right about that. Well, Sam and Robbie were outstanding. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And 
then the competition begins to wind down. And as you just said, Mitch gets nervous, drops the staff on the judges oh. or near the judges, near the trophies table. Yes. Eli misses the final board. Because oh. a lot of times that I've broken boards, it's not just one. You get it more elaborate where it's like two people hold one over here, over here. Then he's got one really high and he comes just short of hitting the high one, which is not – it happens. Just imagine how high that is because you have Mitch and then you have Nate on Mitch's shoulders. Absolutely. That's a super high height. And he only missed it by a few inches. And then Devin misses a board and Kyler headbutts the cement blocks and knocks them all out. And very impressive. Mm-hmm. But Sam, Tori, and Robbie all finish strong. And then Daryl comes back on. And just like that, Miyagi Do has been snake bit as Cobra Kai takes the lead. Ooh. So the dojo leaderboard, I'll just do the top three and Eagle Fang. Cobra Kai's in first, Miyagi-Do number two now, Locust Valley three, and then Eagle Fang's down at six. And just to be clear, Jason, Daryl is even more than Michael Buffer because Michael Buffer does the initial announcement, but now Daryl's downright getting into the color commentary. Absolutely. He's doing it also. (laughs) All on the blue mats. (laughs) (laughs) They do look good. I I was watching this saying, I wish I could tell Daryl, you know what, Daryl? They do look good. (laughs) When I go back and look at Karate Kid, it's like, whoa, it's red. It's weird. It throws me off. Or the Karate Kid 3. It's funny how we've gotten so used to it. So Eli apologized to everybody for missing the board. You know, hey, I really like his demeanor. He's sincere. And everyone's like, oh, come on. Daniel's calm about it. Meanwhile, Johnny, frantic. And and he doesn't think they have a chance. They're in sixth place. And Devin talks math. And Johnny wants answers. And he says, how the hell are we in sixth place? And Devin says, to catch up on points, we need to win as many matches in the qualifying rounds as possible. The further we get as a team, the tighter the vice is around Cobra Kai's metaphorical (laughs) balls. Okay, good. Now you're speaking my language. Nice. Yeah, that's all he had to hear. Does he know what it means? Maybe not completely. But he likes the idea of having Cobra Kai by the balls. I yeah. Assume. And I look forward to learning more about Devin in next season. I mean, she's- Yeah, a, she's fantastic. Yeah, by she's the really way. great. And I think she's going to be one of the main people to give Tori a run for her money in the future. And she has many all valleys left. You bring in these younger kids, students, yeah. they have a longer span. Everyone else is going to be on the French, 17, turning 18 soon, or their junior going to be a senior. They might have one all valley left in them. Yeah. A lot of them. Others could have three. You got to try to do three. You got to do 15, mm-hmm. 16, 17. That's what you yeah. got to try to do. So, so we also learned that gold medals are worth 10, silver nine. We're learning as we go here. We're just getting spoon fed a little bit. Wait, regarding what? The point system. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I made a note on that later. Because Johnny wants to close the gap and it's yeah, like, well, yeah. us as fans are like, how do you do it? So yeah. and there's then a later on, scoring mechanism we don't know. And later on, Daryl makes an announcement that- Exactly. He does later. Higher points as the tournament progresses. Yeah. As you go on, they're worth more yeah. and escalate. Yeah. So so stay alive. Mm-hmm. So the All Valley Committee members, which this is hilarious, Sal. You got, they're kind of in a rafter area or just above the crowd. Yeah. And George, Sue, Gavin, and Daryl talk trash about President Ron. Yeah. yeah. But Sal- Ron's got a trick up his sleeve, and it's not Malcolm Jamal Warner this time. No, not the Malcolm Jamal Warner debacle. (laughs) Debacle. (laughs) Well, out of nowhere, Ron takes the mic. (laughs) Daryl's not happy. Of course, he's sleeping on the job, Sal. He's like up in the rafters or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you, I've learned one thing, and that is when you are the MC, you need to keep that mic. (laughs) 
You need to hold on to that mic. I knew that from the festivals. I watched you. you I had to get another mic well, to, to get a believe word me, in. People are going to grab it from you. That's going to happen. But you want to try to avoid it if you can. But believe me, I'm not going to play tug of war. But if, yeah. if normally you just want to keep it with you, especially if you're off stage, you want to keep it with you because someone else is going to grab it like Ron. Yeah, absolutely. Well, he comes up and he introduces a multi-Grammy award-winning international superstar. And that is none other than Carrie Underwood. From Muskogee, Oklahoma. Did you know that? Did you know she was from Oklahoma? Oh, yeah. You knew oh, that. Oh, come okay. on. We're proud of Miss Underwood. Yeah. She's amazing. And then Daryl says, <laughs> which is hilarious. Well, yeah. As soon as Ron gets up there, Daryl says, what the hell is Ron doing on my mic? <laughs> but then when they see Carrie Underwood, son yeah. of a bitch pulled it off. So funny. And everybody, including the LaRussos and Diaz's yeah. and Moon, are going wild. Yeah. And you know that they gave us a little tease here because you know what they did? Okay, so Carrie Underwood had her big break from American Idol. And one of the theme songs is a moment like this. So at first, you think she's going to sing a moment like this. I didn't. You didn't? When she said moment, I was like, oh, she's going to do a moment like this. You started singing it. You started karaoke-ing her song. moment like this. No, she does moment of truth. That I did not see coming. Unbelievable. It's so fitting. The showrunners, bravo, props to you for landing her and have her come out. And then she has an inspiring speech about women fighting, you know, standing up for themselves. Didn't see a lot of karate in Oklahoma growing up. I kind of was like, well, you just probably weren't looking hard enough. There's dojos in Oklahoma, but whatever. (laughs) But not like the Valley. Not like the Valley, not San Fernando Valley. And then Ron goes up amongst his peers who now sing his praises and he shares that her husband, who is Mike Fisher, ex-NHL star, uh-huh. hockey player, is a client patient of his, which yeah. is how he landed Carrie Underwood. Yeah, he's a dentist. Hilarious. Yeah, he's a dentist. Yes, yes. And then she plays the famous track, The Moment of Truth by Survivor, which was the theme song for The Karate Kid. It's in the yeah. closing credits. We, on Let's Talk Cobra Kai, Sal Rodriguez and I did a special episode on that music video, uh, which yes, is yes. hysterical. Yes, yes. I'm going to go back so and revisit 80s. some of those episodes. Re- revisit some of oh, those. Well. It's also, the moment of truth is also the name of Cobra Kai season two, episode four. Yes, yes. And that episode, we meet Tori, Tori Nichols. And when she introduces herself, she's Tori with a Y, mm. much like Allie with an, with I. an I. Yes, yes. I so- like a lot of fun backstory there. Taken away, and why this music's going on, it's a super intense, fast-moving montage. Oh, yeah. And just to speed things along, and so we can get to more of the things we can slow down, I'm going to rapid-fire things that we saw during Mrs. Underwood's song and while you sing the song. No, I'm just kidding <laughs> with that. <laughs> well, give me a little rendition real fast before I jump in. The moment of truth is hard. Just the chorus. The moment of truth. It's all on the line. I don't know the lyrics. I don't know that it's, one. It's, that's perfect, Sal. I don't, well, know, I don't know the lyrics to that, but I'm going to revisit that too. Is what I'm revisit that too. Get back to me. This is, Sal, the qualifying matches. That's what's going on here now. We have so many people and players and dojos. We have to have divisions and things. So qualifying matches. We have Dimitri kick someone. Robbie beats a Locust Valley karate student. Johnny watches. Sam kicks a Locust Valley karate student. Miguel fights extreme martial arts student with a matching red gi, which was kind of confusing. I thought he was fighting one of his own for a second, which does happen in tournaments and will happen later. No spoilers there. Kenny scores a point against a Topanga karate student. Devin fights an extreme martial arts student. Eli loses a point to a Topanga karate student. Bert scores a point against a huge crunch karate student, which is 
hysterical. I paused on that guy. This dude's like 30. <laughs> and Hute, he is not under 18. That is absolutely sure. He must be a grip. Yeah, what is he doing in there? Dimitri beats a crunch karate student. Tori beats a crunch karate student. Robbie beats an extreme martial arts student. Bert loses a point to the same ginormous crunch karate student and goes flying back. It falls down. Tori beats a Topanga karate student. Kreese, Silver Riat. Robbie beats an extreme martial arts student. Eli beats a Topanga karate student. Miguel beats an extreme martial arts student. Robbie watches. Hmm. Maybe him and Miguel are square off again. Sam scores a point against Locust Valley karate student, and Devin beats an extreme martial arts student. So all that's going on. The leaderboard's been updated. Cobra Kai is still in one. Miyagi-Do is still in two. Locust Valley in three. So basically, no change in top three. A lot of fighting, no movement at all. I do want to add one thing, and that is that when Burke gets kicked in the chest by that tall guy, yep. Did you not have flashbacks to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar kicking Bruce Lee right in the chest? Game of death. Yeah. Absolutely. I think his imprint was on him. You would look at Bert's chest and see that big foot there. Yeah, that might have been an homage there, Sal. I think it was. Nice callback. So then, Sal, Daniel and Sam talk. They look and say, Dimitri won. And that puts him in the quarterfinals with me and Hawk. And then Daniel says, we're still in second overall but we have three fighters still alive. We just need one of them to advance and we can take the lead. So it is interesting. There's so much, I don't want to call it strategy, but there's just so many ways to get in. You have all these fighters, they have these big dojos. We've never got this type of talk before. No, 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 no. It's more strategic. It's almost getting into the strategies of Karate Kid 3 that Silver and Crease were doing with Barnes. Remember, they had a strategy. A little. Well, they did have a strategy. It was an evil strategy, but it was a strategy. It wasn't just get in there and score points. Yeah, It was some weird strategy. So now people are having to do, not that way, but just strategize in a way that they didn't have to do before. And they're looking at the board. They're looking at their fighters, who they have, where. It's a lot more to take in and process. You really can't make a change. You just have to see it like, can we still get – you're constantly assessing, can you make it? Where are you at? And things. Like Johnny, he's going to Devin, who's good at math, factoring like, yeah, you have a chance. If this happens, this happens, this happens. So it's really interesting. Well, now we see – Chris and Kyler fight. It's two to two, and Miyagi-Do training flashback happens at Cobra Kai, where Kyler was learning. Kyler and all the Cobra Kai students are learning Mm Miyagi-Do. Kyler scores a point and wins. So that's one more Miyagi-Do down. Mm -hmm. Then Nate and Kenny fight, and it's Karate Kid Part 2 flashback, Sal, with Daniel and Chosen in their fight. Kenny scores and wins. That's two down from Miyagi-Do of Daniel's Three. Yeah. And then we get Rando Miyagi-Do Cobra Kai student. We don't know either one of these guys, by the way. Yeah. There's a few of those guys. There's a few women also, guys and girls, scattered in there. All these people who are on the teams, but we don't know these people. Sal Rodriguez, you should be on the team. They should have just had me standing there with a gi. You know, it yeah. would have been the same. You could thing. fight Bert. I think I could. <laughs> while this is going on, while this random Yagi Do and Cobra Kai student fight, we get another flashback. It's at LaRusso Auto. It's that flashback to the car jack method, whenever Daniel uh, was doing yep. like that. He yep, taught yep. Robbie that. Mm-hmm. Well, this student uses it. And when, so that's one, two, three, Miyagi-Do out the door because of Robbie's teaching them. And this is when they figure it out, Sal. And Basically, Cobra Kai is doing Miyagi-Do better than Miyagi-Do, I must say. Yeah. 
it is interesting how that works, that students can surpass the teachers. So in, in this instance, you teach your secrets to somebody and they kind of hyperize it. Yeah. And use it against you. They weren't expecting it, right? It's like, they won't use our moves. Well, I also noticed that on this back wall behind Crease, there was an All-Valley Karate Championship is sponsored by Black Belt. And I was like, is that a company? <laughs> I got nowhere online when I looked that up, but I thought it was interesting. And there was some other signs about sponsorship, this, that, and the other. So anyway, I didn't know, but it was nothing I could find. But now that you mentioned sponsorship, I would imagine that they could have had some big sponsors back there and they really Absolutely. Didn't. There was other signage where you could see sponsor than people were in the way. Yeah. So maybe a deeper dive on a bigger screen and maybe I can pull a logo off. But hey, there was a lot of money being spent here at yeah. this whole valley. So, and tickets weren't offsetting everything. I'll tell you that. Well, now we're talking about mentioning the quarterfinalist, boys and girls. There's eight of each. And Sal, why don't you take the boys? And we're going last names because this is that leaderboard in the Karate Kids. It's Lawrence and LaRusso and Brown for Bobby. And so, which I love Bobby Brown. But why don't you rattle off the boys? I'll do the girls and we'll get into this next phase. Quarterfinalist boys. Number one, Diaz. Two, Alexopoulos. Three, Keen. Four, Moskowitz. Five, Park. Six, Payne. Seven, Post. Eight, Robson. So some of those other dojos, students are sprinkled in there. We know most of these people, but not some, right? Sure. We don't know Post or Robson. And then the girls are Ellsworth, Gonzalez, Krupa, LaRusso 2.0, which is Sam, <laughs> Lee, Murphy, Nichols, Powers. I didn't count, but there's eight there, I can assure you. But we know Piper, we know Samantha, we have Devin, and we have Tori. So half of people we know. And then Sal, Daryl breaks down the new format for the audience. Of the eight boys and girls on this stage, one of each will be named All-Valley Champion, and then we'll tally all the points to determine which dojo has earned the title of Grand Champion. Wow, which is new. There's never been this Grand Champion that I know of, right? We talked about this a long time ago at the last All-Valley on Cobra Kai. Miguel got a trophy, but then does the dojo get a trophy as well? Like, do you, is there two? We weren't sure. I'm not sure yet. There's never been any confirmation on that. No, no. we've. I don't think we've ever even theorized the dojo getting a trophy. It was just first, second, and maybe a third place. But all those trophies Kreese has at the dojo, you know, but then he gives Johnny his second place trophy that he breaks. So, mm. yeah, unclear if there's a dojo one or not, but this is the first grand champion mm. yeah, in definitely. history that we know of. Yeah. Also, I don't know if you noticed this, there was a female ref. Oh, yeah, there was. Absolutely. I don't remember if there was a female ref. There was a female ref in the movies. There okay, were, okay. For sure. I noticed that because you don't see a lot of female refs, you know, as, as a big UFC fan. There was only one female ref for a while. It was this tall blonde lady with a ponytail. She was around for a while, and then she's gone, and there's not been one since. So there's only been one female ref in the UFC, and I noticed if there's a female ref, I think it's really cool. Well, it was only a matter of time, Sal, before Daryl mentions what? <laughs> <laughs> so keep your eyes on this here blue mat, because we are just getting started. Got to do it. He's so proud of those men. Got to plug them. Got to plug them. <laughs> well, look at that. I mean, this is – that crowd is pumped. Raucous. Oh, my it's God. Incredible. I've never seen incredible. a crowd like that in person. The Blue Mats, Carrie Underwood, the crowd. Mm. This is a huge spectacle. It's a big ticket in the Valley South. Yeah, it is. I think it might Besides, be – Besides, what's the fair? A Valley Fest. Yeah. No, this a trumps Valley Fest. Valley Fest this think, trumps yeah. it, I believe. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And it's 51 years and running. Come on. What else in the Valley has been going that long? It's a pretty good run. Yeah, nothing, nothing. People leave the valley to do things, usually. 
So Diaz and Post fight, and Post is part of Locust Valley Karate. And incredible moves here, Sal. Very impressed with Miguel, and he wins. And we'll have to go somewhat quick here as well, because again, we're talking about like eight boys, eight girls. Nichols fights Lee. So you have Cobra Kai versus Eagle Fang. Tori wins handedly. And Sal, I got to give Devin credit. She's not phased, but Eagle Fang can no longer win the girls all Valley champ because she was it. She was their one shot. But Devin comes off to the side and says what? Devin says, oh, I don't feel bad. I only trained for six weeks. I'm going to be stomping all these weak ass bitches next year. A very healthy way to look at it, I think. Yeah. You know what? To her credit, six weeks. Yeah. How'd she get that black belt? That's a whole other story. It's a, it's an accelerated program at Eagle Fang. Yeah. Maybe they have an online <laughs> Yeah, session. online. And she, you know, she's really smart. She's wicked smart. And then Johnny says, so with you out, do we even have a chance of winning anymore? Because he knows he's lost the only female fighter they have. Sure. And then she goes on to say, If the right female fighters get eliminated and Miguel makes it to the final and he wins, then technically there's a chance. And then Johnny says, good chance. Nice. He's feeling pretty good. Well, he's now got he's looking over at the champ. Yeah, you know? well, it's a lot of pressure on Miguel, unfortunately. Well, he looks at Miguel and unfortunately, Sal, Miguel still does not look very confident and nor does he look like he wants to be there. No, he does not look like he should be fighting anyone. No. He's in no condition to fight anyone, not even Rosa. And Johnny's out of touch with it. He just doesn't even recognize it. He's just like, yeah, yeah, I got my guy right there. We got a chance. Okay. Just totally disconnected on the father front. He doesn't even see what's going on in Miguel's own head. No. Well, he doesn't know what he said in his drunken stupor. He, he's unaware. No, but he could just look at him and say, something's off with this kid, right? He's not his usual jovial self, putting everybody at ease. No. Miguel's really good at that. He's very charismatic. Yes. And he's just like... Well, Johnny's, One note. Johnny's wrapped up in Daniel. Johnny's yeah. wrapped up in Silver and Crease. Yeah, well, that's true. He's looking at Silver and Crease, and he wants to beat them. He's got Daniel over there. There's a lot going on for these senseis. So then Daniel and Robbie talk. And this might be the biggest exchange in the whole episode. And we're going to go line by line because it's a very important speech. And it's kind of like part two from the convenience store in another episode when they had that run in. Yeah. But Daniel knows Robbie shared Miyagi-Do's secrets with Cobra Kai. Obviously. It's obvious that he did this. But why don't you be Daniel and I'll be Robbie and we'll just go through this conversation. You wanted to beat Miyagi-Do so badly. You gave Cobra Kai all of our secrets. The goal is to win. I did what I had to do. If all you care about is winning, you didn't learn anything I taught you. You know, everybody thinks their way is the only way. You, my dad, Cobra Kai. Truth is, it doesn't matter which way you fight as long as it works. And I'll use whatever it takes to win. Why? To get back at your dad? Me? Sam? The world? Because if that's the case, I have another Miyagi-Do secret that you can slip to your friends. Never put passion in front of principle. Because even if you win, you lose. Ugh, that's wow. deep. Well said, Daniel. Yeah. I really appreciate that. It's like That sounds like Mr. Miyagi wisdom right, right there. And Robbie is taking that statement in and he, you know, he's hanging on it. It's very reminiscent of what is it? If you have revenge in your heart, start by digging two graves, right? Exactly. So now we have what's Dimitri's last name again? <laughs> Was it Alexopolis? Alexopolis. I think so. Fights Ronson. And Ronson is from Rising Star Karate. And Dimitri scores 
and wins Sal, and he's off to the semis. I mean, our boy Dimitri, who was reluctant to join a dojo, and then joined the dojo, and Chris slapped him, and then he quit mm, a dojo, yes, and yes. you know, and now he's winning fights and tournaments in all mm. valleys. I'll almost call him a prodigy at this point. Okay. Yeah, he's speeding he's, along. He's, he's been in, well, he's a black belt, so like everyone <laughs> he's else, black belt. He is impressive. He's he's been doing a great job. But Sal, then what happens? Eli's getting ready to step out of the mat. Kyler walks by. Oh yeah, calls him Lip. Calls Eli Lip. Going all the way back to yeah, other seasons. Points out his lip. One. And then he, as he's walking away, of course he doesn't stop. I'll make you kiss that mat. Mm. <laughs> well, then Moon arrives. So Eli's in the dumps. And then Moon mm. arrives, mm. and they have this great exchange, yeah. which leads to what? A wonderful kiss, which mm. invigorates Eli. Can't say I blame him. I would be invigorated. And all of a sudden, Eli becomes Hawk right in front of our face. The music starts, the Hawk music. Oh, my god! Yeah, gosh. so thank you, Moon. She really gave him a surge. Well, and she talked to him, too, and she really likes his energy and confidence. And he doesn't need the hair to have a persona. Yeah. She's into him and that he needed to hear that. She's like, don't get me wrong. I was really digging the purple, but I really like you. And they kiss and it's an immediate confidence booster. Yeah. And then when he goes, say his last name for us, which is a great last name. Moskowitz. Eli Moskowitz. Yes. Yeah. So it's Moskowitz in part. And he does that hop up on the ring, which yeah. he did in the last all Valley. Yeah. And he pops the ground. It's really good, but he's not a hawk this time. He is Eli. Mm-hmm. And then he scores with a backhand, then a roundhouse, then a front kick. Boom, boom, boom. Revenge on one Kyler Park winner, Eli. Yeah. It was impressive. He was like- It was great. Kyler didn't do so Kyler well. didn't see it coming. I mean, Kyler's a good fighter, but he was outmatched. No, and you know what you saw? What you saw in Kyler is a lot of emotion, a lot of- yeah. He was like getting all mad, rage. you know. Yeah, he was just a rageful. I would have loved to have seen once Eli won that he would have walked up to Kyler and then pointed out his lip. That's what I wanted. Like, uh, yeah. uh? you are right, Eli. How about one of those? <laughs> You're right, Kyler. You're all right, lip. <laughs> You're all right, Park. <laughs> yeah, that would have been good. So Moon Cheers, elated. That's our guy. Love it. Oh, yeah. And then we see Carmen and Rosa, Sal. And this is pretty funny. Yeah, Carmen and Rosa eating nachos. Because? Well, apparently Rosa's eating a lot of nachos. Carmen yes. says something like, are you going to eat that? I think it's Spanish. And Rosa in Spanish says she has the munchies. We haven't seen her smoke in a while, but I think this is letting us know, hey, Rosa, she still smokes. Yeah, it's obvious. She probably went in the parking lot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she is so cool. Rosa's so cool and hilarious. And you know what? They don't miss an all valley. They give a lot of credit to the Diaz's. They show up. They're there. And I like the way that she sat with Amanda, Carmen and her bonding, which is cool. Kind of, And also Anthony. Good to see Anthony in the crowd. Mm, yes. And now it's LaRusso and Ellsworth, and mm. they're going to fight. And that's Samantha and Piper. Yeah. So Cobra Kai, Miyagi-Do. Piper scores with a head kick. Sal, this would have been a DQ in certain times, but not the Karate Kid because – the crane kick was a head kick. Yeah, legal. A lot of dispute on that. But a heck of a kick from Piper, also a new black belt in Taekwondo or whatever style Cobra Kai is. And then Sal Piper then pipes up and wakes up Sam's inner beast. Yeah. Inner eagle fang. This was an amateur move on Piper's part. Totally. What is she doing? 
if whatever she was doing, she just should have kept doing it. Do that. Yeah, yeah. Instead, she says, Robbie said Miyagi-Do is for defense only. And without your defense, you have nothing. Mm. Piper, be quiet. Pipe down. Pipe down. (laughs) (laughs) So then Sam scores a kick. Yeah. Piper's concerned. Mm. Wait a second. Mm. I thought she only did defense. Then Sam scores with a spinning back heel kick. And then she scores with a takedown and a punch. Winner, Samantha. Tori's worried. Look on her face. Johnny's elated. Super excited. He's a different dojo, but he's taught Samantha, and they've bonded. We learned that she didn't win with Miyagi-Do. No, she did not. But who's not excited? (laughs) Daniel. Not happy. (laughs) His own daughter won. But he's yeah. not happy. There's so much no. ego in people. There's so much ego Gosh. in people. It's my way or the highways, That's they say, in Roadhouse and Reservoir Dogs. Yep. Yeah. So he says that she won the wrong way. Hmm. She didn't win disrespectfully. She, she didn't won legally. In, legally. She yeah. didn't take sweep the leg and do something and hurt Piper. No. She just went on the aggression because she probably had to. Piper knew the moves or was expecting defensive counters. So, yeah, that was weird. But you know what? Sam stood up for herself and dismissed herself. (laughs) She just walked right out of there. And then Sal, true to history, Cobra Kai versus Cobra Kai. Hmm. Because in 1983, Johnny Lawrence beat Tommy, rest in peace, Rob Garrison, to become repeat champ. Hmm. And let me just go one further, just a little sidebar, but – Valley News again also reported that in the semifinals, Tommy beat Daryl Vidal the same year, 83, and then Bobby Brown beat Vidal in the third place match. There used to be third place matches. We've discussed this before. Yes. I kind of wish they did that sure. still, but they yeah, don't. No, I, I agree. However, in season two, episode six, take a right, Johnny says that Tommy beat Vidal to advance to the semifinals. So there's a skewed account of that. Mm. But regardless, both roads led to facing Johnny and the finals. And they had that discussion in the hospital before yes. they got him on the road. And it was an incredible episode. I yeah. highly recommend visiting that one. Oh, yeah. And all of them is my homework. But anyway, we've seen this before. Back when I was in high school and fighting in some tournaments for the Wild Bunch Karate, we would fight each other sure. often in tournaments because you might both be battling for first and second. Oh, yeah. So now we have, although this isn't quite fair, Keen versus Payne. How did he get this far? How did Kenny make it this far, Sal? Another prodigy. Yeah, I would have to say so. But, you know, if you go back to the source material, was Daniel not a prodigy? So there'll be other prodigies, prodigies. afterward, I guess. That, that was the working title of the movie, the karate <laughs> prodigy. The Jersey prodigy. <laughs> the Jersey prodigy. Well, Kenny scores with a punch, Sal. So he scores a point on Robbie Crease does something you don't see very often, calls timeout. You see this in other sports, basketball, football, calls a quick timeout. And they probably tells, not for you, Kenny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the Cobra Kai timeout, but it's just for just for Keen. <laughs> and then Crease sees what's happening, Sal. He sees what's happening right now. What is that? Because we saw this in the dojo during training. No, you're right, though. Like, Crease doesn't give any coaching to, to Kenny. <laughs> now, no, Kenny's like, what do you want me to do, coach? What do you want me to do, Sensei? Get the hell out of here. I'm talking to Robbie. <laughs> yeah. Chris says, well, Chris thinks that Robbie is not taking it serious. And Chris says, absolutely. Are you fighting your friend or your opponent? I thought you wanted to be a champion. Uh, that's all he needed to say. Yeah. 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 He put the fire under his ass. 
Then Robbie scores with a head kick. Another one of these, which could have got you DQ'd maybe at some point in time. And Sal, shades of Dutch here. In Robbie? Oh, he did yeah. the head crank? He's doing the neck roll. The head crank. Uh, I always love it. A very nice homage to Dutch. Yeah. And then Robbie scores with a kick. And then he goes full Miyagi-Do mode. Almost like Karate Kid Part 3 as well with mm. Mike Barnes. Like buying time, mm. doing things that aren't going to score a point. Yeah, he does like these little things that don't get a point, but they're still like a hit. But it's not a disqualification. What is that? Not a DQ. It's not a DQ, but it's not a point. It's neither. It's just a no call set back up. He kicks him in the butt and then he oh, summons no. Bruce Lee with the come here, oh, you know, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Yeah. And then Kenny runs using his speed as Robbie's taught him. And Robbie scores with a jumping back spinning roundhouse kick. It was amazing to see. It was, he jumped backwards, but then hit him with the front roundhouse. I, I rarely have ever seen a kick like this. No, no. And he gets great air. He's a great athlete. Yeah. Scores, winner. And Keen moves on. Big surprise, but he really chops Kenny's legs out there and uh, bested him. The crowd was not too pleased with this. No, it was a rough kick. Yeah. Ouch. It's like knocked the, him the, out. Could have hurt him. I think the crowd did one of those, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you hit that little kid. Yeah, yeah. And then I think there was just like a little bit of applause, just like obligatory. Yeah, clap. Yes, that's what yeah, that was. Yeah. So no, he did not make the people I think happy. that was Crease we heard. <laughs> Poor Robbie. Talk about being between a rock and a hard place, you know? Yeah. And now we learn that he will be facing Dimitri in the semifinals. By the way, Jason, that's going to get back to who's the guy in Somar Juvenile Detention Facility? Oh, Sean. That's going to get back to Sean. <laughs> hey, I know you've been taking care of my brother, but what was that all about? I, I saw it on TV on close circuit <laughs> yeah. here at the Juvie. He doesn't even help him up. Robbie's like so fixated. He's in the zone. He doesn't even check on Kenny that time because he's yeah. like focused. Yeah. But he will face Dimitri in the semifinals. Nice. So it's safe to say that Robbie's had an easy road to the finals. I'll just say that right here and now. Yep. And then Daniel and Miguel talk. And Sal, he's got yet another nickname. So many this season. Daniel calls him Mr. Semifinal. Oh, really? I missed that. Miguel just gets so many nicknames. And they have a friendly chat. Yes. And I I like this because – it's really good. And Daniel's like, I saw you circling your opponent out yeah, there. Yeah. You know, hey, it's some of Miyagi-Do training. And then Miguel's like, yeah, they didn't have me catching fish. Mm-hmm. So, yep. you know, they get along great. And I like they to do. see this. They do. But then who arrives? <laughs> yeah, Johnny interrupts. <laughs> right on cue. <laughs> yeah, Johnny interrupts and says, yeah, you got to get ready. And tells Miguel to head out, get ready for his match. And then now we leave Daniel and Johnny there talking. Stay with us. We'll be right back. So tell us about how, first of all, how you came up with that with that idea or the approach and how you're infusing K-dramas into the mental health pr- approach or practice that you have. And what's been the feedback so far from people or, or just in general, like clients and things like that? I love it. I love it. Yeah. I use Korean dramas somewhat by accident. In, in mental health, because I was trying to make connections with when as a family therapist. Yeah, Johnny thinks that Daniel's what doing some warfare on his students. Like, like that's not even Daniel's game, like head games. Crease would do that. Silver will do that, but not Daniel. Yeah, or Johnny. Or Johnny. They're not the brainwashing types. They've code trained these kids, yeah. right? They look out for one another. Yeah. They're at opposite ends. 
Yet again, Sal. Mm-hmm. And Daniel says, stay away from Sam. And Johnny says, stay away from Miguel. Exactly. Stay away, stay away. <sighs> so now it's Diaz and Moskowitz. Mm-hmm. And they're fighting. This well. could be good, right? It's buddy on buddy. That's not the same dojo. It's Eagle not Fang and Miyagi-Do. Oh. But they're good friends and they agree not to hold back. I like yeah. that. You know, hey, yeah. Sal, you're not going to hold back, are you? Okay, good. Okay, let's don't hold back. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, hey, let's give these people their money's worth. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. We've seen it in fights before. Yeah. I've seen friends fight in combat sports and you got to do it sometimes. I bet that's not easy to punch your friend in the face repeatedly. Probably not. I've met more friends in team sports and you're going against your good friend, but you're giving it your all and you want to beat them. But the moment that game's over, it's the first person you seek out, win or lose or draw. So yeah, I've been there. And actually, I've been there in fights before as well. Not the All Valley, but Oklahoma Karate Tournaments. So it's an amazing start, Sal, with blocks and kicks. And there's literally no points. I mean, Miguel does a great kick, but Eli has a block. But he still, the the power knocks him over. But that's not a point. He hit his arms that were blocked like in an X. Mm. And then Miguel starts to have flashbacks. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. The rehabbing with Johnny. Remember some of these scenes? But also, not only flashbacks to actual events, but flashbacks to his dream sequence. That dream sequence in which he was fighting Yoshikai Karate. So I looked that up because we saw that before when he woke up out of that dream because this is a flashback from Cobra Kai. This isn't new footage. We've seen this before. Well, Yoshikai Karate, I went to their website and guess who was on it? Emmy winner Hiro Koda. Really? From Cobra Kai. Interesting. Stunt coordinator for many seasons. This must be his dojo. His wife is Janelle Kerfman. We had her on the show. Had a great interview with her. She was amazing. And on the website, in big letters, it says, watch Cobra Kai on Netflix and find U.S. Yoshikai Black Belt. That's their dojo. So they stuck that in that episode. Really cool. They had to make it something. They could have made it Locust Valley because they've been around since the Karate Kid. But I love that they had an inside thing. Well, back to what's going on. These intercut flashbacks are going on and Miguel begins this incredible spinning kick. I mean, it's I can't even tell if it's a 180 or a 360 because it's just so intense. There's just so much movement. Mm -hmm. And while that goes on, Sal... You know that the episode's winding down because you could see the progress bar when I first saw this. And it was like, this isn't going to conclude this episode. But then sheer terror happens, Sal. What takes place? While he's in the air, he has some sort of, what, physical problem and just Mm -hmm. falls onto the mat like a sack of potatoes. We don't know what's wrong with him. Obviously, our first thought is, oh, no, did he he re-injure himself from his previous injury when he was in the wheelchair and everything, in the coma and all that? Did he re-injure that? Because I guess that could happen. You can re-injure a previous injury. Yeah, if it's vertebrae or his back. We don't know what this is. Oh, my God. This looks tragic. So for a second, we have to think, will Miguel walk again? And we thought that once before. Now we got to think that once again. I hope he's okay. He screams out. Sensei. Yeah, wow. And Eli drops to the mat, looks at him. They call over a medic. It kind of reminds me of that Monday Night Football game. I'm a Washington Redskins fan. Now we're Washington Commanders. And we were playing the New York Giants, and Lawrence Taylor broke Joe Theismann's leg in one of the most gruesome plays ever. And back then, they would show it like 60 times from every angle. 
And then when it happened, Lawrence Taylor, who did it, who was the greatest defensive player of all time, linebacker, he was screaming. Him, the guy that did it, was screaming for the medical team to come on because he knew how bad it was. And uh, can I watch that on YouTube? I'm sure you can. I can never watch it again. It's terrible. The bones. But Eli's not screaming, but I'm saying they are calling medics over and a medic come. And I'm happy to see one runs right in there. They're checking on him because you don't know. You can't move. Next, a whole other thing. When it happens in football, they immobilize them, unscrew the face mask. You can't have any movement. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's it. Episode over, Sal. Wow. Cliffhanger. And hang on. Over, yes. But it ends in sentimental music. Have we ever ended in sentimental music before? I don't. Maybe not. Doesn't... I didn't even recognize that. I was just dumbfounded by it. Wow. And even the second viewing for notes, I was just like, it's really powerful. Yeah. Sad ending. Because you don't know. Sad ending. And you know all valleys continuing, but forget that right now. Focus is on, will Miguel Diaz walk again? And of course, Carmen and Rosa are, this oh. probably killed Rosa's high. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Buzzkill. Yeah. Carmen's probably tired of seeing Miguel injured. Uh, right? Should be mad at Johnny again. This can now, open up a whole can of worms with their relationship, yeah. right? Not right. good. But right. thus far, outside of this, an incredible episode. The best Doll Valley oh. that I can remember. I mean, I'm not dismissing the Karate Kid. I'm not. The third Karate Kid, you can have that Doll Valley back. Mm. The one from Cobra Kai, the original, great. But this has been. Just a ride. Yeah, it was. It was definitely an extravaganza. It definitely was exciting. It was It was bright. It was a spectacle. Daryl did a great job as announcer and color commentator. Absolutely. Carrie Underwood, great legs. Fabulous. Great legs. Great <laughs> Great singer. voice. Great. Oh, voice too. Voice too. Yeah. Yeah. It was did great to see listen her. listen to Carrie Underwood himself? I did. I did. I was, very, I was very happy to see her and very happy for Ron. He was about to get the boot. <laughs> but Ron has secured his presidency I, I think so. for another term, I would hope. He's like, uh, maybe we'll get uh, Christina Aguilera next year. Oh, Eminem. <laughs> yeah. Hell, you know what? Snoop. Maybe it should have been Snoop. Rosa would like Snoop. Dr. Dre. Yeah, yeah. She'll hang out with Snoop afterward. Yeah. Well, that is it. So it's a cliffhanger. Yeah. We'll have to come back. Yeah. Sal, we're going to have to come back and do this again, unfortunately. We will. Uh, we will have to. Season four, episode 10, the finale. But this episode, nine, season four, episode nine, was called The Fall. I'm assuming that was it. Mm. Miguel. Yeah. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, the next episode is called The Rise, so it goes The Fall, then The Rise. Wow. No spoilers here. Oh. There might be some people following along, and they're not there yet. <sighs> Man, I really don't want anything to happen to Miguel. I know. To this level, really. No. So that's all I got. It was fun to break this All Valley down. Part two of All Valley next episode. Also fun to shed light on the LaRusso name <laughs> and lineage of Louis, yes. the Louise. Yes, yes. But also, I want to know now, I want to know Lucille's maiden name. That we do not know. Exactly. We do not know. I want to know. That may come up at some point in time. That I'd like to know, because there's probably a whole bunch of family on that side that we don't know about, right? Well, we don't know Amanda's family. No. Hope to meet her dad, who uh, had an affair with the math tutor. Hello. (laughs) Hello. So, unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code COBRAKAI at manscaped.com. So thank you so much for listening, and please be sure to subscribe to the Let's Talk Cobra Kai podcast, as well as the Let's Talk Cobra Kai YouTube live channel. You can also really help us by giving the show a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. And for all you listeners that enjoy sharing your thoughts, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, send us a direct message, or post a comment on any Let's Talk Cobra Kai social media platform. If you're a dedicated listener or viewer of Let's Talk Cobra Kai, 
please consider supporting the show on Patreon. We also highly recommend checking out our other podcast and visiting justcuriousmedia.com. No mercy.